the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It is Hub Day. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Super excited to be with you guys. I'm trying to multitask here. Always so much going on. Thank you guys for being here tonight. I'm, I Suddenly, I was like dragging tail all afternoon. We got a heat wave going on in San Diego right now. We've got an unusually um, strong Santa Ana's going on, blowing a lot of hot air blowing uh, across Southern California. It just had me tired. I was dragging tail, and sh- sure enough, as soon as that music starts, I just get such a surge of excitement because it's an honor that I get to share this hour with you guys every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m. I just love you guys so much. Particularly, it means a lot to me, especially during these difficult times that we're in, that I get to share this time with you guys, get to talk to you live. We are streaming live on Facebook right now on the, on the Answer San Diego page, as well as we're going to share it in our special little conservative Facebook group called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at andreakshow. And you can give us a call here tonight, 888-344-1170. My question for you guys tonight, as well as my partner in crime here, I'm going to pose this question to him in a moment when I bring him in. It's for everybody. Uh, really, you've, we've got a choice right now. Every citizen, as well as everybody who's an elected official, everybody in this country, our choice right now is to capitulate or be canceled. We all know what it means in this cancel culture now. Capitulate or be canceled. And what? And I want to know what your choice is. I want to know, I, I want to know if you even understand do you get that that's really what a choice is right now to capitulate to the left or be canceled? And do you fear the mob? 888-344-1170. And that's the question from my, my brother here, my partner in crime, the one and only DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. DJ I look at it very simply. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep fighting the fight. You know, if, if someone wants to take the time and energy to come after me, then you do what you got to do. But I'm going to keep speaking my mind. Well, and, and you just hit the nail on it. Speak, we must, because I was listening to a friend of the show as well as a amazing a hit. The national radio host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, was on the show last week. His, his show is just he was trending on Twitter yesterday. Same topic that he was discussing on the show last week, which was General Mattis. And, um, you know, I was listening to his show today like I do every day. And he posed the question to Charlie Kirk. I actually I, I listened to the show after I posed the question on Facebook today. I said, so what do we do? 
Only one person didn't really know what I was asking the question about. What do we do? How do we stop this? Because those of us who've been paying attention understand this ain't about George Floyd any more than coronavirus was about a health. It's about ultimately it's about the left exploiting these situations for power to never was about George Floyd. Right. To usher in their Marxist utopia. So that was the question. So what do we do, particularly when the this racist angle that they're using is so toxic, it's so hate filled, it's so vicious. What do we do? Charlie Kirk was posed that question by Gorka today. After, by the way, I posted the question on Facebook, and Charlie Kirk said, "Well, first and foremost, what we need to do is we need to we need to uh, call out the cowards, and we need we need to support the courageous who were speaking out because using our voices, like you just said, potato skins, is in, entirely." Uh, it, it's critical. It sounds so simple. Use your voice, but let me tell you, how many people are refusing to wear a hat? That says MAGA on it or put a Trump. We don't even realize the extent to which we have allowed ourselves to be silenced going back years, even before going back into 2015 and 2016. The reason why the poll numbers were wrong, potato skins, is because people were scared to say that they supported for Trump. And that was before this. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, I I don't hide the fact that I that I love Trump. However, there's a lot of truth to that because uh, I would I have a, a hat that actually came directly from Trump to one of my good friends, gave it to me. I have not worn it out in public, and that's just sad that I can't do that. Right, because you because you, you might literally be punched and hit over oh, the head. Oh, for sure. And that was two years ago when we had— Oh, you, I would call that 100% that would happen right now. Right now, absolutely. Guaranteed that would happen. Absolutely. Um, you, you, look at, you look at what's going on, the capitulation, and the more people capitulate, the worse it gets, right? See, this is why you cannot capitulate. This is why I was so angry at Drew Brees, because has there ever been a time in anybody's life, were we not taught that in the second grade, to not hand over our lunch to the bullies because they're just going to keep coming back for it? You must stand up to the bullies. Look at the latest in capitulation. Um, uh, NASCAR now is getting rid of the Confederate flag, potato skins, and they're going to have a Black Lives Matter car. In NASCAR. You've got to be joking. Yeah. Paramount or HBO, whoever it is that's going to be streaming, their new streaming service, they've, uh, they have removed Gone with the Wind. Uh, the TV show Cops, after 30 years, Cops was canceled. And I tell you who needs to be canceled right now. I'm going to call you out right now, Fox 5 San Diego. For the, I have been a supporter of the morning show of Fox 5 since it was Arthel Neville and Raul even before Charlie. Great show. Fantastic. I think it's some of the most amazing talent in media today is in the local Fox 5. But I, Raul pandered today when he said that Cops being canceled was enlightenment. enlightenment for all of us. Seriously? That is not enlightenment. The idea that there there the reason why it's being canceled supposedly is because it depicts more African Americans, more black people being arrested than white people, which is in line with the crime statistics. Just because they are a smaller percentage of the population doesn't mean they're they even though they're a smaller percentage of the population. Here's some fact, here's some truth. We need to be courageous enough to speak up and, and speak the truth. And the truth is, is they commit a larger percentage of the crimes. And that's why they were depicted as being more often the suspects on cops. Here's some more. Here's here's another uh, 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 person who was who was attacked today. Uh, you may not know who Lisa Vanderpump is, but this is a woman. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah. She has done more for the, for the LBGT community and Hollywood. Her pride support for her pride parades and everything she's done is so well known. And Black Lives Matter def- defaced her property today. 
day because a couple of people who worked for her said some dopey stuff on Twitter 15 years ago. It just goes to show it doesn't matter what you've done. It, this is about power. Do not think that because you have worked hard for their community or for some leftist cause for the past 30 years that you were going to get a pass. You will either capitulate to what these terrorists, this is a domestic terrorist movement funded and encouraged by the Democrat Party, and you either capitulate to it or they will seek to destroy you. And what we need, as Charlie Kirk said, is we need to call out the cowards who are enabling it, and it's not just the Democrat Party, it includes Republicans, and we need to support those who are courageous. Uh, here's another example, thanks to Care, uh, Potato Skins today. Uh, Marion Webster's dictionary is, oh, one, is rich. one email... From a, a young black gal saying that she that Miriam needs to uh, Webster needs to update their definition of racism to include to take it from a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of particular race, which is really what everybody tends to understand as racism. No, she wants it to be now about. Um, Let's see, um, systemic racism. She wanted to say something along the lines. It is a system of advantage based on skin color. Well, first of all, that's not true. You're injecting opinion. But if you really want to, we, we need we need a le- we need leaders to start speaking up the truth. Charlie Kirk is right. We need a leader to speak up and say not only and and it should have been done at the hearing today. We need a leader to speak up today and say it's excuse me. How many how many uh, unarmed black people were killed by cops in 2019? Nine. How many unarmed white men were shot and killed by cops in 2019? Nineteen. How many cops were murdered uh, in the line of duty in 2019? Forty-eight. We needed to have leaders speak up and say, "You want to talk about systemic racism? Systemic racism is where is where Asian students are are pushed down by Harvard in order to elevate black students over them." How about systemic, how about racism just being in the term white privilege? That's, that's not racism right there. We need, we need leaders. We need leaders to, to push back and say, um, you know, uh, what do you hear yammering about justice? These police officers were arrested within days of this, this occurring. What did you, what do you really want? Did you, what do you, what do you want a shooting at sunrise? We have a system of justice here. This is, we needed a leader to say, therefore, there is, this is not an issue of justice in this country. This, this is an issue of power. That's what's going on here. That's what this movement is about. We needed some leaders to speak up and say that. We, we needed a leader to say that and to call out. To call out both of these movements that are going on concurrently. That while the Democrat Party is encouraging uh, riots in the streets. And literally, we, we had some mayor somewhere, I think it was up in Seattle, who said, you know, um, what, what's the big deal with looting? What's the big deal with looting? We had a 30-year uh, LBGT liberal activist in media who lost his job in Pennsylvania because he dared to say buildings matter. We, you know, this is – so while the Democrat Party is encouraging riots and protest – while keeping churches shut down, where's the leaders to say this ain't you Democrats are exploiting two crises at the same time. You're exploiting a health crisis for power and you're exploiting a death of a black man for power. Where where it, it, where is the, the leaders speaking out against that? Now, Trump I, spoke out today and said through Kaylee McElhaney that we know the United States government will not be renaming Fort Bragg, Fort Benning and Fort Hood. We're going to leave those names as they are. So Trump is showing courage. We need, we need more courage. 
We need more courage like Tim Scott, who's the black senator who's who's under fire today. Oh, it, it, right. It's supposed to be about black lives, right? So why would why would a black senator be under fire for his police reform ideas? Because it doesn't conform. It doesn't capitulate with what the left wants, because this isn't about caring about black lives. It's about power. He said he's he's not supporting the no knock. Uh, you know, he's OK with leaving no knock and he's OK with leaving chokeholds in there for police. We got to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue throughout the show to be talking about uh, calling out the cowards and supporting those that are courageous, courageous. And I tell you who's courageous and fearless is Dr. Jerome Corsi, who's going to be here after the break because he didn't capitulate to the pressure of the Mueller investigation and give them what they what they wanted in order to to uh, complete their coup attempt. He'll join us next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and radio.com. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. That's my I'm gonna calm down voice after my open. Question of the day is, are you, are, here's your choice. You're going to capitulate, you're going to capitulate or, or be canceled. I guess that's kind of the same thing. Have courage. Here, the, your choice is to capitulate or speak up or have courage. Your choice is capitulation or courage. Are you afraid of the mob? 888-344-1170. We're talking about courage versus cowardice today. Cowardice was Drew Brees. Cowardice was, it was, cowardice is, uh, you know, somebody said to me on Twitter, you just, you don't want to admit your white privilege because you're scared. See, that's the left. They always love to play word games. They're the ones, they're the ones who are demanding cowardice. Cowardice, cowardice is capitulation because you're fearful of what the mob's going to do to you. Courage is standing up to the mob and that's what we need. You know who stood up to the mob and the DOJ and the FBI and this whole Mueller investigation? Talk about police brutality. Police brutality is the FBI being weaponized to go against individual citizens with the full force in order to destroy them for power. And that brings me to my next guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi. He's actually got a new book out right now called The Plan to Remove Donald Trump from the Presidency, which is up to date, even including the latest of what's happening in this country. And he joins me now. Hi, Dr. Corsi. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Oh, it's a great pleasure to be back with you, Andrea. Thank you very much. Okay, I guess the answer to the question, are you going to capitulate or have courage? Um, you already answered that question because you refused to capitulate to the pressure from the Mueller team to give them what they wanted and to flip on Trump. And that must have taken, I, I can't imagine the kind of courage that that, that took. Um, well, and go ahead. I give all the credit to my wife. I, in the middle of this, when I was trying to, you know, uh, the Mueller team said that I, I, I did not lie, and they said, uh, unless you agree to this one little lie, what's one little plea deal, we're going to charge you with uh, obstruction of justice. We'll bring you before. This is Aaron Zelensky, still employed by the Department of Justice by Barr, by the way, as is Ben Grech, the prosecu- prosecutor who went after General Flynn. They're still there. So Zelensky says to my attorney, we'll charge Dr. Corsi and uh, in Washington, D.C., of obstruction of justice. He'll be, the, the jury will hate him. You know, we'll get a, this, you know, wonderful judge here, the same judge as was uh, with Roger Stone, Amy Jackson Berman. Mm-hmm. He'll be found guilty. You know, he'll spend 35 years the rest of his life. That'll be the sentence in prison. 
So my wife woke up this one day and she said, um, just woke up right, sat up in bed and said, I'd rather spend the rest of my life visiting you in prison than not have you be the man I married. Wow. And I said, when she said that, I said, well, you can say that, Monica. I'm, I'm telling Mueller to take a hike because I cannot put my hand in the Bible and swear to God before God's a judge, federal judge, that I committed a crime I didn't commit. So if I spend the rest of my life in prison, if that's where the corruption of this Justice Department under Obama, the politicalization and weaponization has gotten, I guess I'll just be in jail the rest of my life. But I'm not swearing before God to some a crime I didn't commit. Now, we're in the same situation. I wrote this book, uh, this, which is the, the plan to remove Donald Trump from the presidency. And it's an e-book. It's just been doing incredibly well. And I'm, uh, I'm sending people, I'm, I'm emailing people the e-book if they can't download it. It's on the CourseyNation.com website. I wrote this book to show President Trump what the deep state's planning. And the plan is to engineer this disinformation campaign. And I show how it all goes together. You know, the, we get the Russia gate, then, that, then we get the Ukraine gate, then we get the virus gate. I said at the beginning, this virus was a bad flu. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. a quarantine. We destroyed the economy. Now we got riots in the streets, all orchestrated. And the next step and the last step is going to be the invocation of the 25th Amendment, and President Trump will be removed from office if he doesn't read this book. Because it can, I wrote this book to say this is what's going to happen. This is the scene. This is all my intel, and I've been right so far. I was right when I beat Mueller. This is what's going to happen. They're going to remove you, President Trump, from office unless you read this book. And if you don't understand what's going on here, you're going to see the same thing with the generals. One general, you know, Esper says, well, I think my job as military is to protect free speech. Wait a minute. That's not the way the Insurrection Act is written. The president has the sole discretion mm-hmm. to call the military. His job was to put the 82nd Airborne where President Trump told him to put it. That's insubordination. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a tweet tonight. I'm saying that, was, that little stunt was pulled on June 3rd in the Pentagon press office. So this is day seven when Esper went insubordinate. He committed treason. Yes. And he's still not fired or arrested. We're facing, Donald Trump is facing here a coordinated, and then we had, next comes out, Millis, uh, I'm sorry, uh, General uh, Mattis, you know, Mad Dog, and he says the same thing. And then Milley, Joint Chiefs of Staff, he says the same thing. But the coup de grace is the former chief of staff, General John Kelly, and he comes out and says, well, you know, I don't know, we should think better about our presidents. This, this guy doesn't seem in you know, the White House, Donald Trump, to be very emotionally stable. There you've got it. Yeah. Now when, and then on top John, of it, excuse me for interrupting, because the, sure. on top of it, we've got the secretary of the army coming out and saying that he's considering changing the names of Bragg, Benning and, and Hood, the forts. And, and when I read that, I, th- I thought about that on the same lines. It may not seem as, 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 as bold of a statement as what Mattis did or what Esper did. But for the secretary of the army to come out and say that he, he wants to change the names of the first of all he doesn't have the he, he doesn't run the DOD he doesn't have the power to do that but and, and Trump had to come out and issue a statement and say we're not even considering that but for the Secretary of the Army to come out and say that to 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 inject I, I can't remember the language that he used but it was shocking to me because it, you know he's he's clearly 
you know, uh, um, politicizing the entire department, of, uh, the entire um, department of the Army. While you while you go on, I'm going to see if I can find the quote for you. Well, that's correct. You've got it right. And the the final act of this play that the deep state and Putin is orchestrating, he's over there pulling the strings. He already uh, decided that, you know, with one little virus, COVID-19, he could throw the United States into quarantine and destroy our economy, debase our dollar. Uh, He just sat back and watched that happen. We did it to ourselves. Final act of this play, after the 25th Amendment is invoked, and two thirds, or one, you only take one half, you know, seven votes of the 14 votes in the cabinet, say President Trump is unstable, it should be removed from office. The final act is the military, now in complete treason and insubordination, comes into the White House and marches Trump out. Now, Donald Trump can avoid this, but he's got to read this book, the plan to remove Donald Trump from the presidency, because this is the script that's been written. Just go to CourseyNation.com, not selling a book. CourseyNation.com, I'm trying to explain right. what the end, and I've been right so far. Well, you, yeah, and you also talk about how John Bolton's book is going to be coming out and the role that that's going to play as well. We're going to have the same thing go on. It's going to be the same orchestrated media circus. You're going to have first, and by the way, uh, General... Kelly made this statement to Scaramucci. Now, Scaramucci was the White House communications director, and he was fired. He hates Trump. So when John Bolton's out, we're going to have Scaramucci and Kelly, and they're going to orchestrate it. It'll be about two a day. They're going to come out and say, well, my experience, I was in the White House, and I can tell you, Don, Donald Trump is a nutcase, erratic. And that's going to go on three or four of these ex-White House people that Donald Trump fired because they were deep state and they wouldn't obey the commander-in-chief. They were using their own policies. Well, after that's going to go on for 30 days, and the American public is going to be hearing Donald Trump's unstable, Donald Trump's Mm -hmm. a mental case. He's not a fit to be unfit for command, the book I wrote against John Kerry, Mm -hmm. co-authored with John O'Neill in the Swiftboat campaign. They're going to play that now against President Trump. And in the final act, Esper, who's still there. The guy's yeah. committed insubordination. And so I'm going to say now this is now day seven, and Esper has not been arrested and brought before a military tribunal for insubordination and not understanding that the Constitution does not put Esper as commander-in-chief. No, and there's a reason why people don't under, seem to understand. There's a reason why we have a civilian as commander-in-chief, because our military is supposed to be, they are not supposed to be making comments like the Army Secretary. This week highlighted the need to start understanding these feelings about race. We must come together and have some sort some sort of discussion about race. I thought the Army was supposed to about being preparing for war and just figuring out how to, making sure that the troops are prepared for combat and knowing how to use their arms and knowing how to drop a weapon and being out there actually figuring out and practicing how to eat bugs for two 
weeks if they don't have any food. What are they talking about yammering on about feelings? I'm not interested. I'm the daughter of two Marines. I don't want to hear anybody in the military talking about feelings and about race. That's ridiculous to me. And it concerns me greatly, Dr. Corsi, because we have Antifa that has taken over a six-block area of Seattle. And an entire police precinct has been abandoned, just like one was abandoned in Minneapolis that was taken over and burned down. And we've got people we've got uh, um, people questioning um, our, our commander in chief and uh, and the use of the military. We had the mayor in D.C. kicking out our National Guard, evicting them out of hotels. So uh, how do you see the convergence of Antifa and this military uprising underneath the uh, underneath the scenes bubbling up? How do you see that converging? Well, they're, they're part of the same play. And, and once we get defund the police, then Antifa becomes the police. It's like the the Red Guard. I mean, this is like the Cultural Revolution. The, you know, the the whole revolution under Mao. So the, the, suddenly, okay, look what they've done in Seattle. Antifa now has got seven blocks. They've thrown the police out. They can come into houses and say, where's your guns? They can beat up people. Who's going to defend those people in those seven blocks? And then you look at where we're already at, and this is coming on the heels of the fact that we're still largely shut down as a country, you know, we, uh, in terms of our businesses. You know, we and, and the American people, for, for whatever reason, out of fear, just decided to wholesale whole, and whole cloth, including many conservatives, to just completely be submissive to an entire government telling you where you can go and what you can do. And you've got to have a face covering on and how far you got to stand away from people. What a perfect setup for them in their coup attempt, isn't it, Dr. Corsi? And, Final thoughts. And, yes. And the Antifa is closing down our city so it'll never be reopened. And, and Donald Trump has got to understand he is commander-in-chief. The powers of the presidency are enormous. He's got to start exercising them. So on my Twitter, I'm going to start counting out. I'm going to post it right now. This is day number seven. And the uh, tra- the traitor, who insubordinate to the commander-in-chief, Esper, is still in charge. And he's instructing the military to take a knee to Antifa and to Black, Black Lives Matter while Putin's got an army that knows how to use tanks and and missiles and uh, you know the end game of this is that Putin gets China into a war with the United States and Esper decides somehow or other he might not want to fight it. Well, I you mean, look at is... well when we've got our military and the National Guard dancing in the streets, um, you know, kneeling down to savages that are burning down businesses and 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 beating women over the head with two by fours. I am disgusted. I have never been more disgusted with the state of our Department of Defense and our military than ever. And you know who's largely responsible for that, at least on the Marine side, is that not Mad Dog Mattis and his rules of engagement and all this sensitivity training that's been going on. I don't want my military sensitive dr corsi i want them to have to be held back from sticking a bayonet in the neck of anybody that they that looks at them cross-eyed there i said it final thoughts wrap us up dr corsi just ask yourself do you want to live in a world in which antifa comes into your home raids your home beats your children takes your weapons spray paints everything and there's no police to call is that the world you want to live in that's the world we're headed to, and Putin's sitting back and saying, end game here as I destroy the United States and I haven't fired a shot. That's wow. what my book is about. Well, everybody needs to get your book. Tell everybody again where they can download it. CorsiNation.com. And it's the, the book is an e-book. You download it. It's called The Plan to Remove Donald Trump 
for the presidency. And if you have any trouble getting it, my email is jrlc at yahoo.com. It's on the website. There's phone numbers there. We'll email you the book if you have any trouble downloading it. And some people do. It's very easy to do, but not everybody's real familiar with how to use a computer. You buy the book, we'll get it to you. If you let us know you're having trouble. I've done that all day yesterday, and I've been answering the phone. People have trouble. The phone numbers I get, the contact me I get. I'm, I'm personally 100% involved in this because I want to see this end, and I want to see President Trump reelected. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being fearless. Appreciate you, Dr. Corsi. All right, now stay tuned because we've got another courageous man, a book, another book author named Rick Elkin. He's actually from San Diego County, the author of Illusion of Knowledge and Trump's Reckoning. And he's going to be here to talk about Antifa and more. So don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're talking courage versus cowardice on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Are you afraid of the mob or are you willing to stand up to them? Because standing up to the mob, not capitulating, is just uh, people are losing their lives, uh, their livelihoods, and as well as their lives out there uh, against these protesters. I just saw an email from Marshalls and Home Goods saying that they're going to de- they're going to dedicate ten million dollars to some cause out there. You know, just um, just the the pandering and capitulation is just nonstop these days. Uh, but uh, joining me now to discuss this and more, and actually some courage that was shown in Coeur d'Alene, uh, Idaho, is uh, Rick Elkin. He's actually a local from San Diego County, a blogger and author of Illusion of Knowledge and Trump's Reckoning. And he joins me now. Welcome to the show, Rick Elkin. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since I saw you up in North County. That was, uh, what was yeah. that? Was that like a year and a half ago? When I, oh boy, I don't know. It was time's a long time, you know, and it's been a long time since we've had any of those meetings. So I know, I'm kind of lost track. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what with all these shutdowns, you know, De Blasio said today when he was questioned about why the left is supporting these protests and riots, um, but people still can't go to church, and he's like, "Well, you know, um, how did he put it today?" He said, um, "Protesting and the desire to return to work and to church are not the same issues." Um, uh, that there's so much behind that statement, Rick Elkin. I mean, the idea that government and, and Americans have kind of gone along with it, that the government gets to decide what does based upon desires, what's important and what's not. When the reality is, is we have the right to earn a living in this country. We have a right to operate our business. Government doesn't have the right to take our business from us because it's our private property. Um, but they've been the Democrats have been able to basically get away with whatever they want to get away with from these coronavirus uh, shutdowns. To um, these riots and these protests at the open of my show, I talked about how we need leaders that are going to be courageous enough to speak out against this. We need leaders to be saying that the shutdowns are the the coronavirus has been exploited for power by these Democrats. And we need every business reopened without the mask and six foot distancing, social control, mind control devices. And that there is justice that's already been delivered for George Floyd. And this is not a justice movement, but it's a movement for power at the expense of both black and white lives. And we just don't have that today, do we? No, we don't. And one thing the left is really good at, and you have to give them credit for it, is hijacking issues. They manage to take, you know, uh, an unfortunate incident, which I don't think I've met anybody that would agree that the, the, that wouldn't agree that uh, George Floyd's um, execution essentially was horrible. It was a terrible thing. It yeah. shouldn't happen. Right. Uh, and, and all that. 
but what the left is so good at is hijacking these issues and turning them into Hollywood events and then changing the discussion, changing the narrative for the whole nation. Right. And, and you know, so what they're what they perfected, Andrea, is gaslighting. And they're doing this on a mass basis. And, and they've started this 30 or 40 years ago in our school system. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons I talk often about, you know, why we have so many people that are embracing Marxism. It's in our school systems, we've been gaslighting our students for four or five decades and teaching them to be afraid. And so now you see the manifestation of this. And almost everything that happens in our society is all about fear. Uh, yeah. and, and so now you're seeing some citizens that are standing up and saying, wait a minute, you know, this is enough. We're not going to take this anymore. And if they have to bring their weapons out to protect their businesses, to protect their homes, they're going to do it. And thank God, because they're really showing people that, you know, this, first of all, this thing never happened, you know, uh, the thing in Coeur d'Alene. Um, you yeah, know, tell everybody what happened up there. Well, you know, there was a rumor and, 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 uh, I don't know whether it was who started, doesn't really matter, but the point is, is uh, we've, we've heard uh, on social media from Antifa and some of the other Black Lives Matter organizations and groups, and there's dozens of them, that they want to move this protest, if you want to call it that, this movement into the suburbs. They want to start taking it to the white privileged people. And, and and this is something that, you know, has been well publicized. Well, it's they did it in La Mesa. Been made up. They did it in La Mesa. Exactly. That was a suburb. That's what exactly what happened in La Mesa. Exactly. So so we know that's that's on the agenda for them. And so if, you know, they heard in Coeur d'Alene, which probably is one of the most conservative areas in the whole United States, that there was going to be an Antifa demonstration. And they've seen on TV what that can turn into. They decided not in our town. So they came out. Now, uh, I looked at this email that went around, and I decided to do a little research. So I looked at Google, and what do you get when you put in um, Antifa demonstration in Coeur d'Alene? You get four or five pages of left-wing propaganda about how the right wing was stirring up activism in Coeur d'Alene, creating a hoax, and stalking and uh, uh, intimidating people of color. (sighs) That's the story. Right. So, you know, so again, what, what I'm saying here is that the left, and which is, which is the mass media, uh, manages to take every story and turn it into a narrative that matches their agenda. And unfortunately, an awful lot of people are unaware of how mm-hmm. effective that is, and they're sitting there at home watching the news, and they're going, oh, my God, look at all these people with these guns. Well, oh, right. Oh, my God, what's happening, you know? Well, and, and they think there's a, a civil war about to start, and it's all being started by conservative people who have guns and they've forgotten that the violence came from the people who don't have guns but what they have is black scarves black hoodies black clothes on and molotov cocktails well they also have a crowbar in in the email that you sent out this guy says don't tell me you're peaceful and you bring a crowbar to a protest not in our town we're happy to remove it from their possession as we escorted him to his vehicle so um, the long story short is uh, all these Coeur d'Alene residents, they stood outside their businesses armed. 
and sent yep. a, and sent a message and they shut down Antifa and that's what should have been happening exactly. in Seattle instead Antifa's taken over se- seven blocks now including a police uh, d- department that w- has been completely abandoned this is really scary and the I guess the governor of Washington said he hadn't even heard anything about that um, so either either he's lying or he needs to be removed from office immediately when he does not know that seven blocks out of Seattle was taken over by a terrorist organization that's been declared a terrorist organization rightfully so by the Department of Justice and taken over from the police department this is what the Democrats want they want an unarmed police department police departments gone they want citizens unarmed and not able to defend themselves so that they can have their power and um, a lot of people will say that I have been arguing though that it's not the Second Amendment rights that the most important for us it's our First Amendment rights because if we allow the oppression of our speech to be removed. If we if we have if we capitulate, first it starts with the denial of our speech. When you are destroying people's lives because they have a, a difference of opinion, um, then you uh, when you control the message, you control minds. And once you've controlled the minds and you control the outcome of elections, that's when they can seize all of our guns and take our guns away from us. First, they've got to get us to be silent. Then they've got it. They've got to they've got to silence the opposition speech. And then uh, they control the elections, and then their plan is to take our guns from us, isn't it? It is. And I, well, let me tell you what really scares me, Andrea, and that is self censorship. What they've done, and it goes back to this gaslighting technique, uh, is they've managed to get an awful lot of people to censor themselves. Yeah. And this yeah. is scarier than anything. Uh, looking at what Drew Brees did the other day, uh, it just uh, blows my mind. I mean, I think Drew Brees is about as good a human being as America has to offer. You know, just a great guy. He's always been very generous with his time and his wealth. And, you know, he, he helps kids and he helps communities. Look what he did during Katrina and all that. So if there's anybody out there that epitomizes Americanism, it's Drew Brees. And then what happened? He happens to say, well, I'll, I'll never deal for something like that. And bam, he gets hit with the gaslighting from all of these liberals and progressives. And next thing you know, he's on TV apologizing. And to me, this is self-censorship, and it's worse than the government doing it. It's worse because these people are doing it voluntarily. They're good-intentioned people, but they're like useful idiots. Well, yeah. Yeah, because um, either he is incredibly naive and has no idea what the end game is uh, for this country, which is a really scary place for his three kids, or he knows what the end game is and he just wants to play football for another year and try to chase a Super Bowl ring. Neither option is acceptable to me. And I have, there's not a neighborhood in New Orleans or the entire Gulf Coast area where I didn't have family or friends whose lives were, were destroyed after Katrina. I am aware of what he did for that community. And I, which is, is so it's astounding and disgusting to me that the Saints organization did not defend him, but it, that was not an excuse for him to capitulate. I just had on my show Dr. Jerome Corsi, who refused to capitulate if it meant 30 years in jail. What would you, what would Drew Brees have lost if he had stood up for this country? He could have gone down in history as somebody entirely courageous, as a historical figure for American culture and for the preservation of America, and he sold his soul for another year of football. And Drew Brees... You, that that kind of cowardice disgusts me, Rick Elkin, because what we are looking at, the battle, we have, we literally have a civil war going on in our country right now. And you're going to be on the side of wanting to play football for another year or on the side of, of wanting to be liked from those that want to destroy us. I got no respect for anybody uh, like that. Um, final thoughts, Rick Elkin, 30 seconds. 
Well, I think a lot of this is going to backfire. For example, I don't think Drew Brees can lead a team. I honestly don't think he'll be able to be a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints next year because he will not be able to, even though he's apologized, there's still going to be a lot of resentment there, and I think it's going to be a problem. So one of the problems that we have with these liberals that try to capitulate uh, and get on their knees and beg for mercy and, and, and apologize for being you know, privileged white people is that it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. And, and I think this is going to happen with Drew, and I think it's going to happen with a lot of these police chiefs and these uh, mayors and all these people that are doing everything they can uh, to try to get, you know, favor from these radicals who aren't, they don't care. It doesn't matter. No. There's never going to be enough to make them happy. When you defend yourself against a false accusation, that's just when it's, that. that's how it starts. That's just the beginning. And the end yeah. is, uh, they. As, as my friend John Cardillo said, they either want you dead or in a gulag. You're either going to capitulate or they want you dead or in a gulag. That's where this mm-hmm. is going. Rick Elkin, thank you for being here. We'll have you back soon. I appreciate it. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks. Uh All right. Now, stay tuned. There's an update going on with Michael Flynn in that case and more. So don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Here's the time of day where I tell you if you are tired, if you are dragging, if you are short on energy, if you're concerned about your immunity system, get yourself some balance in nature. You don't have to be trying to increase and eat a bunch of veggies you don't like or even a bunch of fruit if you don't like or even eat, eat large amounts. Get your balance in nature. Ten sir, uh, I, I my servings. I think my three servings a day gives me thirty-one different fruits and veggies. Gives me ten servings of thirty-one fruits and veggies. Oh, and I got my. They have health coaches, by the way, for free. And the health coach tip of the day is: you open up the vegetable capsules, and you can put, you can empty them into some broth and like drink it as broth, or you can use that to like cook rice in. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out tonight with my rice. So that's how I'm going to get it tonight. So go to Balance in Nature and go to balanceinnature.com. Use the health code, the discount code HEALTH. You get They have free shipping right now and 35% off on any new preferred orders. And so you know, jumpstart your immune system and get to feeling better. Stop feeling tired. Summer's coming. You're gonna want you're gonna want energy to get out and have fun. You're gonna want to fight off whatever viruses are out there. So do something good for yourself today. Order yourself some balance in nature. Use that discount code health. Um, so see, I do care about health. I tell y'all all the time about balance in nature. So doesn't that mean that I'm a good person? DJ Carrot Sticks instead, uh, not Carrot Sticks, Potato Skins, that's such a habit. I mean, if you call me a vegetable, I'm going to answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I also get my fruits and veggies every day with, with my buddies here at the station. So um, what a coincidence that now that a lot of the protests and, and the riots are kind of dying down, here comes the CDC and Fauci and everybody telling you, Trump better not have no rallies. We got to remind everybody about this coronavirus. It's also perfectly timed. Right. Imagine that. So here's an article today. Um, Now, the World Health Organization came out and said that it is extremely rare for anybody asymptomatic to transmit the virus. Well, wasn't that what the six-foot distancing and the mask requirements were all about? That's what they told us. Well, now MSNBC, just in time for Trump rallies to start, people who ignore social distancing rules may be psychopaths. DJ potato skin so wow i didn't know i had a psychological profile (laughs) i didn't either (laughs) all right we're going to be right back here tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time peace out